Apple Presents Meet the Musician at the Apple Store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator from Sirius XM, Cayman Kelly. Again, my name is Cayman Kelly from Sirius XM Heart and Soul, and we are here to support an R&B artist by the name of Vivian Green. Y'all show some love for Vivian Green. She's been doing her thing since around 2002 with the, with the uh, emotional roller coaster. Y'all remember that? Yeah, man, and now she got the new thing, so we're going to talk about all of that, the career, the new album that's about to come out in August called Vivid. We're going to get into all of that, and you guys get some good questions together, too, because you'll get an opportunity to ask some questions as well, okay? All right? All right, without further ado, y'all show your love, put, some hands put your hands together for Vivian Green. How you doing? I'm good. Good. Have a seat. Let's Hi, talk. everybody. So how you doing? I'm good. Good. You yeah. Look, you look vivid and bright. No, you look vivid, Kay. Yeah, yeah. I had to. That's what Bobby said. You put on your sherbet today. I had to put you on know, my sherbet. Cayman is always clean, though. Cayman has been such a big supporter um, of me since the very beginning. So, you know. I, we crack on each other. We're like brothers and sisters, so don't mind us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you got to support good music. You know, you came out the gate with some good music, and I'm very appreciative of your artistry. Thank you. As well. So, you know, let's take it back and talk about the beginning. Okay. With you growing up in Philly and your introduction to music. So, you know, my parents listened to Motown. So, that's the music that I listened to from a very, very small child. That's the earliest music that I remember is the Motown sound, you know, the Jackson 5, Stevie Wonder, the Dinah Ross and the Supremes, like that's what, I, I swear I knew all those songs before I was six. I knew them all word for word. So that was the first music that I listened to. Okay. So that's where it all started at Motown. So from there, what was the move from there that? that I think from really there, once I began to, um, uh, to have my own, once I was able to listen to music on my own, I started listening to a lot of jazz. Ella Fitzgerald, mm -hmm. Sarah Vaughn, yeah. Got into a lot of Tina Turner, Tina Turner, I'm sorry, and uh, you know, 70s music, which I love as well. So yeah, I, just, I love everything. And then the 80s, I got into like soft rock. It's like, it's weird, it's, it's everywhere. My taste is definitely not in a box. And I think that's the most difficult part about being in the music industry that you have to be in this box that they put you in when there's so many things that I've done in the studio that you guys will never hear because it doesn't fit into my genre, you know? So, but I love all kinds of music. Is this stuff that you actually have recorded? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Really, so why wouldn't you ever just, just put it out there? A label wouldn't even approve it to come out, you know? Because you have to make the music that your fans want to hear, you know? But could you do it yourself? It I could do it myself, but you know, I, I want people to buy it. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> But I mean, if you took the time to record it, you know, I mean, if you took the time to put it down and actually record it, you know, I was you, just you listening never to, know whether they buy it or not. No, but I do. I have recorded it. Like there have been like many songs from all of my now five albums that, that didn't make the record, that they didn't make the cut, you know, and much of many of them are outside of the box. And that's why they didn't make it, you know. So I definitely go in creatively feeling like I'm going to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> And even on some albums like um, like Beautiful, I don't know if anybody here has that album, but it was, well, so you guys have that. It's completely different from my first album in every way, right? So I do different things, but a lot of people didn't like that, you know? 
So then you gotta say, okay, let me bring it back, let me bring it back and do something that people like a little. You have to do that, it's just a compromise of being in the music business, because I'm not just, just making music for myself, you know. So when you say they put you in a box, what would you describe your box as being? <sighs> well, I think initially they put me in a Neo Soul box, and any true Vivian Green fans would probably not call me that. If you know all my music and all my albums, you probably wouldn't say that's what I am. I've never accepted that, you know. I think I've, maybe I've recorded a couple Neo Soul songs, but like as a whole, I, I never thought that's what I was. I think it's like, it's R&B music. Sometimes it's like soul, R&B soul pop. I think I go in that direction a lot. Um, yeah, so that's what but I think. then you got the little jazz feel to it. And too, sometimes you know, I like go R&B jazz, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I do that, yeah. Yeah. So would you say your box would be more of an emotional vein, you know, because people always say that she got the sad songs. Those, <laughs> you know, that's what she became known but as. I know, but I think that that's like a, a big misconception because that's so not who I am. I'm not the sad girl. I just think on those first two records that did very well, the singles that they chose to put out were, you know, Emotional Roller Coaster and Gotta Go, Gotta Leave. So that's what people, they sum you up, you know. They sum you up into your singles, which is so unfair because yeah, if you I listen mean, to did, my body of work, but it has it's not helped sad. that you title some of those songs like uh, "Shut Up," <laughs> like like the Vivian album, like "Mad right, Selfish exactly. Damn." I mean, that, that helped. Mad Selfish Damn, frustrated. I think that yeah, I was going through something with that one, y'all. I definitely was. I definitely, I was. Oh, I was. I was like in this crazy situation, and yeah, the thing about my first two albums which when I listen to them, it's funny to me because I was very young, especially the first album. I wrote a lot of those songs before I could even drink. And it was about a relationship that I was in, like my, my first love, like the first person that you think that you love with all your heart and that's who you're gonna be with and it didn't work out. So it was like me purging, you know, the fail of the first person that I ever truly loved. Right. And then the Vivian album was about the rebound guy after him that just went all bad. So that's kind of what happened. But it's like now, like, because it's so long ago, so now, like, you know, it's just funny. That was like your strong drink. That's how I you... don't know if I was drinking. I was just mad. And, and for the Vivian I mean, album, you know, I was, was mad. That was like your form of getting it out. Yeah, yeah, because you purge. Absolutely, you purge. And for the, the first album, I was sad. You know, and the second one, I was mad. And then I got it together later on, but then, like, nobody knew about those albums. <laughs> so that made you mad again. No, huh? no, no, no. <laughs> No, I'm not mad at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah, so, so now you got the new album that's about to come out. Yes. Vivid. Vivid. Now, that's, that's an interesting twist for Vivian Green. Have I you think guys so. heard Get Right Back to My Baby, the new single? <laughs> that thing is off the chain there. That's a party record right there. I know, it's my first one. It's so cool because like DJs ask me to come to the club now and host and stuff. Like, <laughs> you said what? I said DJs ask me to come to the club and host and stuff oh, now. Really? Yeah, like I never got, you don't really get that with ballads, you know right. what I mean? Because no, if a DJ ain't playing record no in the ballad. club, he ain't going to invite you to the club, you know? So right. I was like, it's very, <laughs> it's true. So it's very different. I, I love it. I love the energy of it. I love how people have been responding to it. It was number one most added the first week it impacted at radio. Yeah. It was just number one on Heart and Soul Series XM last weekend the countdown yeah 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 and we're moving up the charts like that so how'd you shift over into the lane that that you're in you're out of your box and now um, you're in a new lane yeah well Kwame who produced this entire album he had <laughs> 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 
like, he wasn't having the slow, sad songs pretty much. <laughs> he was like, we can, do, we can do a couple, but it's not, you're going to make music that's empowering. It's not just going to be sad. Like, I'm not, we're not doing that. And Kwame just so happens to not, his music is very energetic, even if it is a ballad. It has, like, some kick to it, because that's just how we produce it. So when we first got in the studio, it was not the easiest experience. <laughs> We were, because we were, we were, you know, bumping heads a lot. We weren't agreeing, and you know, he felt strong about how he felt, and you know, I have a strong personality. I definitely felt strong about how I felt, and and um, you know, it just, it just, it took a minute for us to just mesh well and then really start to really create, you know, this project, which which I love, by the way. And he was right about many things. As get right back to my baby's doing well, and I fought him tooth and nail on that. And he was right. He's right there. You gonna come up here? Oh. Kwame, ladies and gentlemen, Kwame. Only you. <laughs> well, yeah, so many of you may not know because Kwame is definitely a, he's a quiet kind of producer. But since uh, the very early 2000s, if not just before then, he's been a music producer and he's produced music for Mary J. Blige, Keisha, Keisha Cole, Christina Aguilera. Um, Will Smith, Lloyd Banks, Eminem, like his discography is very long. You can look it up on Wikipedia if you get a mo moment. So give him some love, y'all. Um, I know he's been in the business for 25 years. You know, it's definitely not an easy business to be in. So just for him to transform himself and continue to, you know, thrive, I, yeah. I just think it's amazing. It's something about him that I really do admire because he was successful as this and now he's successful as that. And he's still very much an artist. He still will do a rap show and love it while he's up there on stage just because that's what he loves, you know? So I just, I, I, I love that about working with him. I admire that about him. Did he tell you to say that? No. <laughs> it sound like, sound like you're trying to get a free record or something. How'd y'all hook up anyway to start producing? Well, a mutual friend of ours uh, thought that we would work well together, and uh, that's how it happened, pretty much. Yeah. What you want more to it the story? It sounds like there's more to that story than just that. You know, a mutual friend of ours. You know, he <laughs> thought we worked well together, so we we just went on ahead and put some songs together. There's more to that story. Um, the story. I, I, what's the story? There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm asking you. So algebra algebra is a, a mutual friend, and when I was producing Algebra's last album, um, she was like, well, you would really enjoy working with Vivian. And I'm like, I don't know, I wanna mess with all that slow stuff, man, I can't. And um, so she kind of linked it up. And I think I was slow to the draw, because what did I do? I hit you on Twitter. Yeah. And she, she hit me with the straight industry. Well, my album is done already, but maybe next time you can submit some beats. I'm like, where are you gonna hit me with that? <laughs> I so, submit some beats. So no, no, but it was something like that. And then what about a year later? That's the. It was about a year later. You were working. It's not the full truth though. I would the anybody who bought the Green Room album, we had already mixed and mastered and turned it in, and that's when he reached out to me. So it was an yeah. honest answer. I was really finished. I wasn't throwing you shade. It ain't finished until it's on them shelves. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she was done. The first single was about to come out. Right? The first single was out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So everything was done. And Still Here was out at that yeah. point as well. So, yeah. so I just, you know, I thought she brushed me off. She gave me the straight up 
industry, you know, I'm doing my thing. And then you hit me back about a year later when you wanted to start up a Yeah, new when album. I started again, yeah. I was like, hey, what's up? I'm starting on the next project, so send me some music. And then I sent her beats, and she didn't like none of them. <laughs> Wow. It's not like she didn't like him. She's like, these are so different. How can yeah, I sing just, over he, these? He, Kwame, he's a, he, he, is a, he can be very unorthodox um, in the way they produce. And that's a good thing. I just wasn't used to it. You know, we had to, yeah. I had to get accl you know, acclimated to his way because it wasn't the music that I was used to, um, you know, writing to. So that's all. But I mean, I think, I think it ended up being a great marriage of music in the end. Your writing process. Did you write most of this album? Vivid. I did, yeah. So you we, we wrote to together you? as well, because oh, Kwame's really? still a great writer. So yeah, we yeah he wrote the hook to get right back to my baby. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So I wrote when the you verses. Write, do you listen to music when you write? Um, I listen to it really loud for a minute, and then I stop it and I start writing. And once I think I have the verse section written down, I'll play it and sing it and see if I like it. And if not, I'll stop it again. I don't just keep the music on constantly. I have to stop it for a minute to to think and see what I want to come up with. But once I'm familiar with it, I can stop the music. And so usually it. does it come from a thought or something that happened? Um, you know, I think very early on, uh, it was like, I started writing songs when I was 11. So I was just making stuff up because I ain't been through nothing. Right, right. <laughs> I hadn't been through anything at that point. So I was just making things up. And then, you know, as I got older and started to go through some things, I started to totally write about me and my experiences. I think many times the songs that you guys hear are about me, definitely. But also I, I take from life around me as well. So, you know, I have friends and family and, you know, sisters and best friends. And so I, it, it depends. But I can definitely be inspired by somebody else's life. So sometimes it's my own and, and sometimes not. So tell, tell me the story about the single, Get Right Back to My Baby. How'd that come to be? Well, Kwame made the track, and I just I wasn't into it because I, I had never sang over a sample like that before, and I just I just didn't think that it was for me, you know. I just didn't, and he was like, "I'm telling you, do you want to tell some?" Okay. He's not gonna keep telling the story. This your okay. album. You and he tell was the like, uh, "Well, it's his label, so it's kind of his album." I'm just saying. So, but anyway, so he, he, we, we fussed about it pretty much, you know, I, I, I didn't think it was for me. He thought it was, and there was a lot of back and forth, um, me writing things that he didn't like, him writing things that I didn't like, and eventually, after definitely a couple days, it wasn't done in a day, after a couple days, we, we, we came up with some good stuff, so yeah. So now that it that has... That was our first boxing match, and... Yeah, so, but now that it has some success, have you apologized to him? No, I will never. <laughs> that ain't even right. Right, you, you get right back to your baby. That's what it is. I think we're ready for some, some Q&A. Okay. Hey, Vivian, thanks hey. for being here. Uh, I've been a fan of yours for a very long time, and I do. Thank you. I have listened to uh, the totality of your music, and uh, I know that throughout the course of your career, a lot of your albums have had, like, themes. You know, the first one, as you kind of alluded to earlier, kind of like the love story. The second one, a little upset and mad at the world because <laughs> of what was going on. I'm very curious to know what will be the theme of this next album that you're uh, going to be producing. Um, I, I think the albums just end up, they end up, having those themes, I don't necessarily plan it. So in the end, this one is, to me, I think it's very empowering, uh, uh, especially for women. I think it is, uh, nothing is angry. Sometimes it's very in your face. 
Um, even if it's something sad, you're not going to cry. You know, you're going to be empowered to move on and not be bitter. And um, then there's inspirational things that are also inspirational songs that are also empowering um, that have nothing to do with love. So, yeah, that's what I think about this one because that's where I think I am. Well, I know I am in my life right now. So it's a, a grown-up perspective where the first two albums was, you know, think you're grown but not really grown yet. You know that under 25 age where you think you know it and you don't know anything. That's, yeah, so this is different. Good evening and um, thank you for joining us tonight, Vivian. Okay. Two things. Um, you and I have similar uh, names of children. Jordan? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That's and um, the second thing is how much of an influence uh, is your child towards your music? And I mean, is there more of a sense of urgency behind your music? No. You know, because he's here and, you know. No, well, he's 11 now, so I wouldn't say that. I, I think my, my son, I, I have a... a son who was born with an unknown syndrome. I know some of you may know, some of you may not, but the journey, which, which is why I had that long hiatus between 2005 and 2010. Um, I just had to be a mom and not do music for a minute. But being his mom is just, a, it just gives me like this crazy strength like every day, like to do anything. So I can't specify it to music or this or that. He just makes me overall very, very strong. You have to be strong to be his mom. But he's a super cool kid. He's around here somewhere, too, by the way. <laughs> they get playing all of Apple yeah, products. He will talk you to death. He won't shut up, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, you know, that's a great segue before we get to the next question about your foundation. Speak on that a little bit. Oh, um, I'm putting out a, a PSA called the I Am Different, I Am Human campaign. And being Jordan's mom, one of the things that, um, like, gets to my soul more than anything is how people don't treat special needs people as if they are human beings. You know, he goes out in public and people stare or they point. And like, how would it hurt us if we just smiled and said, hi, how are you, you know? And instead of the pointing, staring and ridiculing, because it bothers them, you know? And they have to live their lives just like we do. And every time they go out into public, they have to go through that. So the PSA is really simple, um, just, Jordan and other children like him who are different saying, hi, my name is Jordan, I'm different, but I'm human. And then, hi, my name is Michael, I'm different, but I'm human. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Hi. I just want to know in the near future, is there anybody you want to collaborate with as an artist? I don't know. It's always a hard question for me to answer, honestly. I don't, I, right now, I can't say. I don't have anyone. Well, she always wanted to work with me on a record, <laughs> you know. Well, Cayman is actually on the album. He actually is about halfway through. When the album slows down a little bit, he, uh, he introduces the no, first. Don't, even, don't talk about it. They got to get it when it come out. Oh, you know, I'm not going to say what you say. I'm just, okay, he's no, 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 on it. Even, he's on the I'm album. I'm on the album now. I'm on the album. So y'all make sure y'all get vivid. <laughs> August the 7th, right? August 7th, yes. August 7th. Y'all make sure you get vivid. Pre-order is July 10th. Pre-order is July 10th. So put that in your iPhone. 